y'all. This is Rachel Loren, and you're listening to the Texas Toast Podcast. Let's go. This is Texas Toast. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. Cheers, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Toast Podcast with Miss Helen and want to welcome Rachel Loren to the episode today. We're going to get to know Rachel and everyone has got to hear the music that she's got going on. Well, Rachel, so happy that we could have you on the podcast and have time to get to visit with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I am really excited to talk with you guys. All right. So you are from a small, you're Texas girl, Gun Barrel City, Texas. How was it growing up there? And did you start singing when you were young at home? Yeah. So I am from a little town called Gun Barrel. Um, it was just like any small town, right? I, I did start singing when I was young, but I didn't know. So I started singing in church. Um, I started elementary school in third grade prior to that I was homeschooled. And so whenever you went to elementary school, you had to choose like band, art or choir. And I remember my, I told my mom, Hey, I think I want to do choir. And she's okay. Well, like, let me hear you sing. And I sang for her, I guess for like a nine-year-old, I wasn't that bad. And so she uh, was like, okay, well, let's go after choir. And so I started doing that, picked it up, really loved it. She got me in voice lessons. Um, so I would just do that. I, I did a few competitions. It was all classical though. So it was all like really heavy choir, Broadway acting based. So I didn't really get into the country side of things until I was older, really like into college when I realized, oh, and not really kind of like right after college, I realized, Hey, I don't know how to do this, but I want to. So yeah, Gumbrel was just a really small town. Um, yeah, there's a main street and then, you know, it's growing a lot nowadays. It's not too far outside of Dallas, but it's on a lake. So there was always something to do. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of sad how, how much bigger it's getting than when I lived there, but I know we were just talking about that here in my small town, how it, it, and they're all just growing, but it's nice when you live by water that, that, that yeah. always makes things nice. And so you went to Texas state. What did you study at Texas state? Yeah, I did go to Texas state. Yeah. I majored in advertising, which is funny looking back. Cause that's a very creative degree. Right. And when we got to put together, um, like campaign plans and think of slogans. So it's really fitting now that I write songs. Um, but yeah, I love Texas state. It's right outside of Austin. Austin's a really cool spot. I, I think about moving back there all the time. So really? Yeah. I don't know if I will, but I think about <laughs> it a lot. Nashville's a lot. Nashville's big. It's a city. I'm obviously not from a city. So it's, you know, I crave the like land and peace and not all the people a lot. Right. Well, you can always go back and forth. So let's yeah. jump in and talk about your music. What was the moment that you said, I mean, here you are, small town, Texas girl, just finished college. And I guess you were working at the time. And all of a sudden it was like, you just felt this urgency to get into music and go to Nashville. Yeah, that's honestly exactly how it went. So I like, so I, said, I grew up singing. I stopped the choir in high school. I just, I knew I liked singing, but I knew I didn't like that genre. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Everyone went to college or they went and worked blue collar. So I just said, okay, well, I guess I'm going to college. So went to college. I just didn't know how to do music. Like I didn't even know that there were songwriters. I thought every artist wrote their own songs. Like I just knew I liked to sing and I knew music that I liked. So when I was in college, I like a lot of people didn't even know that I sang my very close friends did. Um, and I graduated college. I took a job in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I moved to Tulsa, 
And immediately I was just kind of, what am I doing? I'm 21 with the 401k, which is great. That's blessed for a lot of people. It just wasn't what I wanted. And so, yeah, very quickly, I just kind of was thinking about it a lot. Um, just praying a lot about what I want to do with my life. And I just felt that was really heavily put on me to, you know, try this again. And so I, uh, my little sister had this old guitar and so I just borrowed it from her and taught myself to play. And a year later I moved to Nashville and I just kind of figured it out. So what was it like when you first got there? Had you already set up connections and contacts and, and I mean, just like all of a sudden here I am. How did, how did that all come together for you? Yeah. I knew no one. Like I did not know a soul. I, yeah. Uh, no, I literally just knew I, it's funny cause I had people ask me like, well, what if you don't like Nashville? I'm like, it doesn't matter. I have to be there. It, it, I could be the worst town in the world. That's where I need to write songs. So yeah, I came here one time before moved my mom. We found a place to live. I rented a room, uh, from this girl that we found on like, I don't even know where I found her. Maybe Facebook marketplace or something. I don't really remember. Um, they were great. Um, and then I just, Instagram. So I would just get on Instagram and I would see where are people playing at. So Bellcourt taps, it's actually no longer around, but it was a big, uh, place for songwriters to go new, older people, with big hits, small hits. And so I'd go there. That's when I started meeting people. And then I just slowly met people. I would write with anyone and everyone. And, um, really Instagram, it, you, you can just, if the more people you follow, then you see where they're playing and who they're writing with and where they're going. And then you just go and try to mingle and write with whoever you can. And then eventually you find your people that really get what you're doing and you just try to elevate it from there. So, so how long were you there doing that and getting connections in between the time that you started releasing music that just blew up? Um, so I released my first song ever two years, I think after moving here. So I've been in Nashville for four years and I think I released that about two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, it was right. I think after the pandemic and TikTok had came out and I was a TikTok hater. I was not about it. And then people that I really respected got on TikTok and I was like, okay, well let me give this a shot. And now I'm a big advocate for it. It's free advertising. It's free publicity. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's great if you use it for the benefit of your music and not let it use you. So it was probably, yeah, it was probably about two years. And then that's when I put out my first two singles and then put out my most recent project. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So this is perfect because when I sat down and listened to your music and I've got three, I want to talk about, and uh, of course we have to talk about Jesus and me, but I just feel like that with uh, uh, many of the songs that I listen to that, that you have out on streaming that it's like, I just feel like you were in my head, like writing for me, like the things that people like, like, especially with me and Jesus, like a lot of us think that, and we just don't say it, but yeah. That was a huge song for you and absolutely just home run on that one. Thank you. I love to hear that. That's, I mean, you, when you write songs, you hope people relate to them. Right. So that's awesome. I'm really happy you related to it. Yeah. That was the first song that I wrote that I was like, Oh, I think, you know, this could actually be how I want to say things and the melody in which I want to do it. I wrote that with some really cool people. One of them being Ashley Ryan, who she's an incredible artist in herself. She's killing it right now. Um, But yeah, thank you. I'm really happy. That kind of started what is my music now. So it was really cool to watch that song do what it did. Learning from my mistakes takes a couple of tries. Sometimes I'm too hungover from rain. 
great job on that one. And then another one that, that, okay, it's just, I'm just going through out of the ashes really touched me. Yes. I'm so happy that you like, I think sometimes, you know, with the, with the smaller track, especially the last track on a project, you don't ever know if people actually listen to it or, or relate to it. And I love that song. That was the last song we wrote for that project. And it was the perfect fit for it. Um, yeah, I, I love that song. I think I'm happy that you resonated with that. I hope a lot of people do. I think a lot of people should and, and can, but I just, I, I, I went back and listened to that one quite a few times. And of course, common man's good fly. All your stuff is good. And then you hit us with John Wayne. He did talk about John Wayne on the podcast. Yeah. That's how I found you guys. Which I, thank you so much for, for doing that. Independent artists like me, I mean, you guys know, it means the world. Yeah. Mm. John Wayne was crazy. I, what's so funny about John Wayne is I, um, so I wrote this whole EP with a group of girls, uh, Giulietti, Sam Blasco and Opportuna. We went on a writing retreat and John Wayne was the second song we wrote on there. And what's funny is they were fighting me. They were like, John Wayne's the single Rachel. Like that's the song. And I was like, no, I just don't feel like it. Like, <laughs> I think it's like fly or, you know, maybe cotton candy, cotton candy sky. And they're like, no, mm-hmm. it's John Wayne. And they were right. So yeah, it's been crazy to watch that song. Mama said this is a loading gun. And that boy was born to run. Don't fall in love on the whim. Baby girl, don't follow him. But have you ever seen the rain?
But one thing I noticed, speaking of uh, Cotton Candy Sky Sessions, your EP that's acoustic and then Cowboys Don't Change is like fully produced. And mm-hmm. I found that interesting that you have the, uh, I like that, the acoustic versions and then the fully produced. Yeah. I'm to like my core love acoustic. Like mm-hmm. it was hard for me in this. I, I obviously since making that project, I feel more confident in the studio and in production, but I am. I love raw. I love an acoustic. I think that's why you see people like Zach Bryan and, and all those people just killing it right now. Cause there is a whole side of country music that I think a lot of listeners love that. And I'm one of them. So even when I'm writing, we write on a, just a guitar, right? Like I don't ever write to a track. And so when we do the work tapes to them, I get attached to the work tapes. And so when we went to the studio, I am above and beyond proud of what we did production wise on that. And I think it pushed me out of my box and I, it really solidified how I want to be in, in the uniqueness and and what I want to bring to the table. Um, I got in Brad Hill produced that who's crazy cool. But to your point, I just love the way that the acoustics sound and the love the way that when we wrote them on the guitar. And, um, I also didn't want the, the life of the EP to die yet. I was really proud of those songs. And I think we live in a generation and a time of music where it's just consumption, 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 and there's so much music out and I'm going to put more, more music out. I just, I didn't want it to die yet. And so I thought another way of getting it out there could be the acoustic session. So that was kind of the thought process behind it. Hey guys, producer Kyle here. If you're looking for the perfect gift for the Texas music fan in your life, you've got to check out more than music creations. More Than Music teams up with Texas bands and artists like Randy Rogers Band, The Wilder Blue, Pat Green, Bree Bagwell, and Jade Marie Patek to create unique handcrafted jewelry that's inspired by that artist's music and made with their own used guitar strings. A portion of each sale goes to giving kids in the Central Texas foster care system the gift of music through mentoring and private lessons. To check out the full collection of this one-of-a-kind jewelry, visit www.morethanmusiccreations.com. Now back to the show. I read something, I think, on your website that you refer to your style of music, a kind of a term that I really liked and I feel like is spot on is whimsical Western. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of came up. With, I don't I remember when I sat down. So how this EP came about is I actually had a whole EP recorded. It was pretty much done, um, paid for for the most part. And I just it wasn't it. I just remember thinking I'm just putting out music to put it out because it's time but I don't love it. And so I'd spend a lot of time alone, what I want to say and how I want to say. And when I texted those girls, I was like, Hey, I have like a whole list of ideas and things I've been working on. And I would love to run it past y'all and get us some dates to write. And I literally put in the text, I was like, think whimsical Western. Cause that's the only way that I could put it into words, you know, ethereal, but it still is country, but it's not like honky tonk country, you know? So Mm -hmm. it just Mm kind of stuck. Yeah. I get that a lot, but I'm happy that that's what stuck. So. So speaking of upcoming projects, what do you have in the works? What are your goals for um, the next year or so for your music? Yeah. So I'm super pumped right now. I actually head out on the road next week. I'm going on the road with Kat Hasty, which I am super pumped about. She's, you know, like a Texas country queen. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. I'm playing a festival called Troubadour Festival in the spring. Um, and then trying to book out more dates as far as music. Um, I'm in the studio right now. Um, I think we're going to release a song, uh, a duet with one of my really good friends. His name is Max Woolry. Um, hopefully that's out early this summer and then I'll do, uh, more, um, of my own music probably in the summer. So we're definitely working on it. 
Um, you know, I'm just, I'm such a, I gotta really believe in the song. So I'm just writing a ton right now and just seeing kind of what feels right at the moment. Kind of put them all together. Well, that yeah. that's it. That's exciting stuff. I look forward to see what what you're going to be doing. So, do you get to come back and visit in in Texas a lot? Do you keep up with what's going on here with with the music scenes? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I mean, that's more honestly. Nashville's such a writing community, but my the people that I think listen to my music most they're in Texas, and, mm-hmm. and the opportunities that I've gotten have been in Texas. So it's kind of funny that I moved from Texas to just go back all the time. But I'm hoping I can kind of bridge the gap. I mean, there's some people doing it right now that are mm-hmm. like Corey Kent's doing it. Um, Parker McCollum's done it. Cody Johnson just help bridging the gap between Texas country and Nashville. I think that Nashville has such an opportunity with radio, with the the teams that they have to elevate Texas country. So it's kind of, if I had, you know, my goal, it would be to, I always will love Texas Texas country, you know, is my sound. It's what I listen to. It's what I love. It's the bands that I love. But if we could kind of bring some of that over to Nashville and get some of it on the radio, I think that would be a win in my book. So, but yeah, I try to get back as much as I can outside of music um, because my family's there. So holidays and stuff, I do the best I can. It's harder these days. It's busy, but um, (laughs) I have a question for you. Do you drive in Nashville? Yeah. It's crazy. I I did a trip to Nashville and um, we actually rented a, a, a vehicle, a truck and left the airport and got on the, uh, oh girl, they, it yeah. scared me. And then finally, when I got to the meeting that I had, it was like, after that, it was Uber everywhere because it's like, it, it, and I mean, I fell in love. I mean, like I had a great time, you know, going yeah. down and doing all the things and going all the different places, but the driving there, like I would get petrified. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a lot. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of traffic. It's a lot constantly in the summer. So I have a friend that lives downtown. I can't do it. I <laughs> it's <laughs> if you Broadway in the summer with a car, you need an hour. I'm not kidding you. And it's not that long of a street if you've ever seen Broadway. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot. I um I live uh, a little bit outside of Nashville, not far. I used to live in East Nashville and that just got crazy. And so I just moved a little bit outside of Nashville and it's just as crazy. You would think it would be less cars, but it's not. I mean, it's, it's just a city. It, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And you have like, yeah, I could go on and on, but that was one of the stories I came back and I was like, and it was so funny because we would wrap up our meetings and the, with my friends and I was there with friends and then we would be going to go downtown and they would look at me and they're like, it's okay. Just close your eyes. You got yeah. this. Cause <laughs> it's like, there's so many cars, but not enough lanes. Yeah. Anyway. When you have well, the people walking and it's, it's, it's chaotic for sure, but lots of fun. Well, it's just been, it's been a, a pleasure getting to um, visit with you and, and get to know you some more and uh, we'll be keeping up with things and where can people find you on your social media websites? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. First of all, I listen to the Texas toast. I <laughs> love what you guys do supporting independent artists. So absolutely. I'm so appreciative of your time. Um, you guys can find me anywhere that you have social media. So Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, it's all Rachel Loren. Loren is spelled L-A-R-E-N. And um, yeah, I'm super excited about this year. So yes. And if you haven't already, go and check out, go on the streaming wherever you listen to your music and listen to Rachel's music. Because once you listen to those tunes, you're going to fall in love. They're awesome. And thank you for such great writing and what you're doing and, and sticking to your craft. And I think it's such an amazing story that you follow that urging and that calling. And now look at you. 
I know that is wild. It's been the wildest four years, but I feel incredibly blessed. So I, yeah, it's been crazy. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us on the podcast, Rachel Loren. Thank you guys. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Texas Toast. If you've made it this far, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and spreading the word about us. If you'd like to support the show, whether it be through sponsorship or by subscribing on YouTube or by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Anything and everything helps. We're just getting this thing rolling with no end in sight and have some incredible interviews lined up for all of you. So please help us get the word out. We'll see you next time on Texas Toast. I dare to say well, You can go to hell Hell, I'll go to Texas I've had my fill of every place but home Well, take away these city lights Put me on a one-way flight I'm leaving out of here tonight Just consider me My southern drawl, my swagger on my sway. Yeah, these old boots, all this cowboy hat, all the way.